I believe in inspiring people to be the person they aspire to be by doing the things they aspire to do. This podcast is an additional platform to help me do just that. I know a lot, I've done a lot, and I do a lot. By sharing my experience with you all, be the highlight of my day. I will also have family, friends, and colleagues share their knowledge and experiences with me. You think you know me, but you don't know the half. Welcome to Vail's World. It's the team. What's up, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Lavelle D. Munger, your host for Vail's World Podcast. And this has been very hard, to say the least. And that's why I'm late. So I do apologize to all of our loyal listeners for coming a little late on this one. But by the end of the show, hopefully you all understand. This is definitely a a special show. So we're not going to go with our typical order. So stay tuned next time for the good read, for the what's popping. But today I'm going to get straight to the hot top. And y'all already know, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Vales World Podcast. If you want me to be a guest or you want to be a guest or sponsor an upcoming episode, feel free to shoot us an email at Podcast at ldmonger.com. Enjoy the show. So these last two weeks has been very, very, very um, busy, emotionally, physically, mentally, professionally, whatever Lee I can put on there. And that's why this episode is a couple days overdue. So a couple weeks ago, uh, just began the process. So we started the hiring phase at RTW because the business has definitely been booming. And now we need additional hands so that we can stay on top of the growth. We hired an admin assistant the end of March, beginning of April. And then this month we hired a, um, a videographer, cinematographer, photographer, and we're in the process of hiring another photographer and videographer. So a lot of changes, and with that, just need more space. So we also in the process of expanding, getting a, an additional unit as well. So it's it's just been a lot in the business that has has me all over trying to stay on top of clients' demands, trying to continue to get more clients, new clients, and keep them in, continuing to, it's just, it's just a lot as being a business owner that people don't tell you. You think that working a nine to five is for suckers and that, it can be hard to have a work-life balance with having a nine-to-five. But being a business owner, honestly, it's not even a nine-to-five. It's a nine-to-nine, a 12-to-12. And I'm saying nine in the morning to nine the next morning. 
it's an everlasting thing. Something is always going on. Something always needs to be done. And it can become taxing, especially on your body, especially on your mental. But things that's, that are worth growing, grow. And that's the beautiful part about life. That's the beautiful part about being a business owner. That's the beautiful part about processes and embracing those moments, even the hard ones. So outside of that, you know, that was, you know, started two weeks ago. We had weddings, we had events, we had shoots back to back. Um, our Tampa photographer, he was in a horrible motorcycle accident. So he may be out of commission for the remainder of the year. So being, you know, having to drive back and forth from Orlando to Tampa, it's not that far. It can be an hour, 15 minutes. It can turn to two hours, depending on I-4 traffic. So that's about a two hour, 30 minute, four, you know, three hour, four hour commute, uh, depending on the day. And it's worth it, man. I love being able to see my people that I have in Tampa. But that time driving, I could be editing and doing something a little more productive uh, with that time other than being on the road. My role in RTW outside of, you know, the photography and videography is also business development and community outreach. So I have tons of meetings and there's some meetings that have been pushed and are delayed just because I've been, my schedule has been all over. So trying to figure that out. Not complaining, just sharing with you all some of the things that I've been going through these last couple of weeks. I had a conversation with my grandmother and out of nowhere, it got very, very touchy. And seeing that I'm in Florida and I try to keep my grandmother together um, all the way from here, sometimes it, it hurts. A lot of my siblings are in different states where my younger siblings, my baby sister and my little sister, they are in Kokomo. And just speaking with my grandmother and out of nowhere, she start holding in tears as she explained to me her life of being a loner and Honestly, I I relate because I'm the same way. I am very independent. I love my own company. And I really don't ask people for much. And maybe my granny taught me that. And my granny shared with me, you know, most of that isn't by choice. You just grew up in that space of not being accepted. So she adapted that. And she lived her entire life trying to give us everything that she felt like she didn't have. It just broke down some other, you know, family issues that we have. I wish my aunt would come back around. 
but it seemed like a lost cause, especially you know after my mom died, and so many text messages, so many phone calls, so many Facebook messages saying "I love you" that you can send before you just have to accept the fact that you know some things are just just can't be repaired. And as bad as I want my aunt and my grandmother to get along, especially seeing that she's the only the only one that's free and, and alive. My aunt is dead. My mom's dead. My uncle is in jail. And my aunt is here. And they act so much alike, which is crazy. Maybe that's the reason they can't get along. But I've been trying for years, I think since I was like 12 when my aunt died, just bringing a family together, and it's never happened. And everyone speaks about the past, but refuse to speak on ways of improving the future. So, of course, that's a a huge burden on my shoulders that I'm trying to remove. And I, I took it off a lot better than I have in the past. So it's a lot of things that I just had to accept. And uh, that's one of them, unfortunately. But seeing my grandmother uh, almost break down because she's strong as hell. It was a lot. For one, I was happy that she was vulnerable enough to be that way in front of me, to share that moment with me because she's the type that cried behind scenes and when she around everyone, make it seem as if everything is all right. But her upbringing, you know, some of her attributes of being a loner, and self-sufficient and things like that is actually in all of us even my aunt my mama my uncle <laughs> and all of my my mother kids like that's why we be chilling <laughs> that's why we be chilling it's so easy to adapt and so easy to move and so easy to do so many other things that allowed us to grow within whatever space that we wanted to be in. No one thought that Bridget and Pee Wee kids would still be alive, especially to the guy, especially me and my little brother. So being here and living a more societal, accomplished uh, life is is mind-blowing two kids with master degrees one kid just completed a sophomore year in college one kid tried college all of us have our high school diploma and this is from two parents that didn't have a high school diploma Sometimes there's reward behind being left out. A lot of times we thank God and we thank others for what they've done, but we never take the time to thank them for what they didn't do. And a lot of stuff that people didn't do for me is the reason why I was able to be as 
accomplished, because I don't want to say successful. I accomplished a lot in my life, and I'm still reaching that, that space of success. But accomplished in life, because of the opportunities I wasn't granted, because of the jobs I didn't get, because of the, the classes I did flunk, molded me into the individual that I am today and opened up other doors that I would have ignored. So I had all this going on, the business, family. I still work out. Uh, I started running for 45 minutes just randomly last, a couple weeks ago. They're not a couple, yeah, a couple weeks ago. And just running is so soothing. So within in 45 minutes, I can run about five miles. So just running, being able to clear my mind, focus on traffic, not getting hit by cars. And when I'm running upwind, the wind just hitting me. So usually when I'm running, I have to run stronger when I'm running from the crib. And when I run back, by nature, I'm running faster because the wind is on my back pushing me forward. And that, that's that extra push that I need. And it's, it's times I zone out and I see my dead loved ones running with me. Well, at least the ones that I feel like they can run. And I think I shared the story about, you know, my mom being in front of me trying to run and I just catch up with her because I can't have my mom's beating me. Um, and then she joins the pack and we all run together. And it's just those moments. I can relax. I can be free. Don't have to worry about work. Don't have to worry about nothing, but not getting hit by a car in 192. <laughs> and randomly, you know, I decided to stop running 30 minutes and run 45. And ever since then, I've been running 45 minutes. I believe I ran 5.5 miles in 46 minutes a couple days ago. And that's therapeutic for me. And then Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, when time allows, I do a little CrossFit just to keep my life, keep my health in the forefront. And I go there when I can because it's been busy. I'm doing Leadership Orlando, so Leadership Osceola County, sitting on all these boards. So when I run, I can just, when I'm running and do CrossFit, I can just remove myself from all of that and, and challenge my body physically and managing and balancing my energy as well. And then that brings us to the weekend. Over the weekend, busy, had a wedding Wednesday. Sunday was kind of flexible. I believe did some traveling. And every morning I wake up, go on Facebook, tell everyone happy birthday, all that jazz. And it was my cousin's birthday. I told him happy birthday. And went on with my day. 
uh, a couple hours passed and my little sister called me and asked, Hey, did you hear about Cuzzo? And, um, I was like, nah, just, you know, and she like, I think he did. I was like, huh? I just told him happy birthday on Facebook. I ain't seen nothing. She like, yeah, it's all on Facebook now. So I went back and I seen it. And I was like, whoa. I immediately text my aunt because I honestly didn't know what words to say, what type of conversation to have. Didn't want to blow her phone up too much and allow her the space that she need in that moment as you know, processing death begins and then foreseeing the things that have to be done surrounded around the death funerals. And planning a funeral is is difficult and it delays the the process of of mourning. So I didn't get a response, uh, but I was able to get some updates from my little brother who is still in St. Louis. And that moment I realized it was real. So he died on his birthday. And it was just a huge punch in the gut. So my aunt, she helped out a lot last year when my mom died. And she was there, very supportive. I was able to spend some time, chat. Uh, I was able to catch up with my little cousin as well. Meet his son. And I always wanted to take pictures of them. I just could never arrange it because of COVID and I wasn't in St. Louis as often as I used to be. But I always wanted to take pictures of him with his kids. And that was something that I talked about with him and my aunt. Just couldn't get around to it. And he ain't like talking to me too much because I was too much like a big brother <laughs> than a big cousin. So I used to always push and challenge him to do better and do more things. He just didn't want to hear, hear none of that uh, too much of the time. I wish I would have checked in more. I wish we would have had more conversations. Sent him some book requests. I'm quite sure he didn't. I mean, suggestions. I'm quite sure he didn't read them. <laughs> but he was very, very pressed on getting into real estate and doing something different. I remember when we were little and we used to visit our grandfather's house. And he was always the light-skinned, innocent one. He was always the happy one. I was the one who used to always get a whooping for every time somebody else messed up. But Cortland, was, you know, he was always the sweet one. <laughs> and then as he started getting older, I just started hearing about how life was shifting for him like it does for most people that grew up in the type of communities that we grew up in. And although he didn't have it, as bad, um, he had a little more opportunity because my aunt provided those opportunities. Uh, she is a hustler, man. She is 
one hell of a woman and just made things happen. So a lot of stuff he didn't have to do, but when you surround it around that environment, it makes it feel like it's the thing to do. And I remember just getting some catching word. Uh, when he was in high school, I actually went to his high school a couple times when I worked for the YMCA. It was a part of my job as I was the advisor for and representative for that school for the youth and government program that the YMCA had. I was able to catch up with him then. And from there, it was mostly funerals. We'll connect and then we'll stay in, in communication for a minute. And then it'll die down. But we all had each other's social media. So it was like we knew each other was alive. And again, man, mo most of my families are loners. Like all of us are okay with being alone. And we don't equate time with love. We don't say, are uh, you around me this amount of times? You're always there. You love me more. Like we are comfortable with being you doing your thing I'm doing my thing no love loss and when we're together you will never know and he was there every step of the way when my mom died so a year later to say R.I.P. is is hurtful And I'm always trying to support family the best way I can. I had to limit my funeral. Um, I used to go to funerals a lot, like a lot. And before I even moved from St. Louis, I had to limit myself. I had too many homeboys. I had too many loved ones that were just missing. And it was taxing on my mental. So I had to take a step back. And I told myself that, you know, immediate family. Like those are funerals that I can, you know, intake. I've been to too many. I spoke in my first funeral at 12 years old. I've been to too many. My line brother died my first year in grad school. So it, it does a lot. So I try to figure out ways to filter and then being here is expensive. Now, a trip to St. Louis for five days can, and without a hotel, can easily run me around 800 to $1,000 just for a rental and a flight. I can just send $500 to the family and assist them financially and feel like I've done more than I could have done with being there. Man, when happy birthdays turn to RIP, it's just something. That's why family matters. That's why I'm going to St. Louis to be there for my aunt. I can edit from St. Louis, but just making sure that I'm present. Because family matters. Not every family is great. My family not the best. But family matters. 
I finally felt it when my aunt called. She called me on Tuesday. And just hearing her voice, hearing how strong she wants to be, it really allowed me to know this is real. Like my little cousin is 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 gone, and my aunt is dealing with this death of her son. And he may get on her nerves and they may argue, but she gave him the world. And because she was holding it in, I felt like I had to hold it in. But when I got off that phone, I felt all of it. I felt all of it. And that's what love does. You feel the pain of your loved ones. And I haven't really boo-hooed yet I've been internally sad sad and having internal tears but I haven't boo-hooed yet because I haven't been in St. Louis I haven't yet accepted the fact that my cousin is gone and he left two beautiful kids here I haven't been in a room and been in a space with emotional individuals sharing the same hurt For my little cousin. So for my mom, I cried instantly. I cried that day when it when it processed when it went all through my brain, like I cried. So by the time I got to St. Louis, I was cried out. And then I was focused on the planning, the payments, and things of that nature. So by the time the funeral came, I was all teared out. But I haven't had time or space to cry about my little cousin. I try to be a role model for so many people. Try to be inspiration for so many people. But for some reason, I feel like I come short when it comes to my family. I say all this to say I'll be in St. Louis soon and I can edit from St. Louis. That's my new thing. So I'll be able to get some work done. But I also spend this time to be with my, my family. Moments like this is when we need each other more. They shouldn't be the only moments we need each other, but 
It's the only, you know, it's the time that we need each other more. Because family matters. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Join me in my journey to success by following on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Vales World Podcast. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns you would like to address, or you just want to sponsor or feature on an upcoming episode, email me at Podcast at ldmonger.com. Vales World can be heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, share, leave a review or a voice message, and more importantly, support. For as little as 99 cents a month, we can take this thing a long way. Love. It's the team.